We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Before we get started on this next episode, let's do a rundown for the Patreon. We got Tristan, Abel, Ben, Jerry, Ben and Jerry. You see how, you know what I'm saying? You see how I did that right there, folks? Christopher, Derek, Jordan, Mike, Nick, and Thomas. And shout out to Joe Herrera for pledging for an entire year. As you can see right now on the screen, if you're watching this on YouTube, youtube.com slash veterans minimum, you see the tiers for the Patreon membership. We have a $5 tier, which is the rookie contract. You get access to all the betting picks. It's the best bang for your buck in the sports betting space. You guys know how we get down. You guys know how we are with the sports betting stuff. Give out winners every week, man. We do fairly well. We're very transparent. We flex our muscles when we do well, and we take it on the chin when we don't. Um, that was an AO. Also, you get merch giveaways. You get promo codes to the merch store. You also get shout outs in the $20 and $40 tier. And from now until the start of the football season, we're going to give away $1,000 to the winner of the Eliminator Contest. All you got to do is pick one team a week to advance. You guys know how Eliminator pools are. We'll explain it as we get closer. But yeah, head on over to patreon.com slash veteransminimum to support the show. Now, this episode is an absolute banger. I was so excited to record this. I look up to these two dudes, Kel and Andreas from the corner. Quick little story. When I first signed with Blue Wire in 2019, one of the names that Kevin Jones, the head honcho and CEO of Blue Wire, mentioned was Andreas. I was like, yo, I'm familiar with his work. So I've been a fan of Andreas's work for many, many years now. And now get to call him a friend and a colleague and also someone who's uh, always there for me to like pick his brain about the fight game and even just, you know, um, opportunities too. And uh, Kel has been awesome. It's been great to work with these guys and uh, work their show, go on their show. Also, they've both been on the show before in, uh, in past episodes, but on sort of solo shows, just them and I. This one, what we do is, you know how when I talk UFC, I always mention, oh, this guy's a future champ. This girl's a future champ, future champ. Well, we're all wrestling fans on this show. And Kel, Andreas, and I, we do fantasy booking and sort of predicting who's going to be the champion for each UFC division January 1st of 2025. At the time that we recorded this, it was the end of July. So you're looking at about, give or take, a year and a half. So in a year and a half, who's going to be holding the 115-pound women's division title to the 135 we had a hot take from Kel about the 145 division in the women's style, which right now there is no belt for the 145. And then from the, the flyweights in the UFC men's division all the way to the heavyweight. And I really enjoyed this because I would love to hear what you guys think about who's going to be a champion 18 months from now. So hit us up at Veterans Minimum on all social media outlets. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. The fight game is crazy. The fight game is vicious. And the fight game is dope. So sit back, relax, and... Listen to us, uh, fantasy book UFC champions, eighteen months from now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Now this the black sheep sticking it to him. I need a crib like I'm Gatsby. I need it in hand, just understand my pockets that deep. With nothing to prove, I ain't got nothing to do. And it can't compete, and I got nothing to lose. You see, they told me I'm the one that's gonna be I got my boys from the corner podcast in the building, Kel Dansby. Andreas in the building. The old man Andreas. Is it cool if I steal that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can steal it. You can steal it. The, right, the cool. gray in his beard says that it's the correct way to, to reference it. Yeah, that's I'm going to fuck it up. <laughs> Embrace it, right? Yeah. Hey, man, I'm, uh, I'm happy that I got you guys on. I've been wanting to do this kind of episode with you two for a while. Kind of, I always sit in when you guys do your MMA show, and I've been on the MMA show for you guys on your podcast, The Corner, and... The wrestling fans that we all are, I like I like the fantasy book every now and then, and I came up with this idea for some evergreen content in the summertime. As you guys are listening to this now, I'm gonna be on a beach somewhere, tossing back some cold ones like Stone Cold Steve Austin. So this episode, I want to ask you guys a couple of questions because anytime I'm watching UFC, when I look at a fighter, I wonder if they could be champion or not. And I know that's like putting a lot of pressure on some some fighters. But Andreas, do you ever watch a fighter and you say to yourself, that dude or that girl can be a champion? Yeah, all the time. Uh, I think, I mean, it's not, it doesn't happen too often. But I think the, the when I saw John Jones mow down Vladimir Matusenko, I was like, oh, he's going to be champ. Right? There's some guys that you just are undeniable. Even though MMA is such a freaky sport and anything can happen, but there are certain talents out there that you go, hmm, Israel Adesanya, yeah, champ, right? Volkanovski, I didn't see it at first because of the division, but yeah, it, I, I see I see champs all the time, and then a lot of times I'm wrong. Like, I'm like yo, that guy's gonna be a champ, and he gets destroyed, and I'm like, whoops, but it happens. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, definitely. I think there's, like Andreas said, there's there's talents where they just jump off the screen at you. Or if you're watching them in person, you notice the little things where you're just saying, like, once it clicks, they're going to be a champion. Joanna and Jacek's probably the biggest example I've seen. I didn't see a woman throw hands like that ever before her. And I was like, oh, she's going to be champion. She's going to be champion for a long time. So you look at that, and then the rest of the game caught up. So there's some people like Rose Namajunas, where other people saw it. I was like, I don't get it. Mm. But then it clicked, and then her hands developed and everything. But I, I do think that there's certain talents when you look at them and you're just like, man, yeah, that person is going to be special. I looked at Hamzat, and he was just running through people without getting touched. And then you fight a guy like Gilbert Burns, and you're like, okay, it's a competitive fight. But he still comes through that and wins. I've seen both ends of that now. I think the guy is going to be a champion. It's just what division and where. So you, you see these talents, and then you see them get tested early in their career, and you know they have that makeup. It's just timing has to come into it. And the UFC is so, so much about timing. But you look at a guy, even the highest degree, Conor McGregor. There was no doubt Conor McGregor was going to be champion. Just something special. But with Conor, and I'm glad you brought up Conor, and I'm glad you mentioned Chamayev, because with Chamayev, I didn't know if that hype was real until he fought Gilbert kind of fighting a bunch of cans let's be yep. honest and yep. then with Gilbert you're like all right this guy just fought for a title this guy's a top five guy unanimous like no one's arguing yep. that and he didn't steamroll him and I like seeing that bro when there's yeah. a young fighter or where there's a fighter where I don't like it if you go and you get first round knockouts every time because what happens when you cross that three and a half minute mark in the first round you see some dudes just completely plummet like from a betting angle there are so many times that I'll bet on someone I'm like just get out the first round because then you're going to beat them in round two. Yep. Over this past weekend, McKinney. Yep, yep. Terrence McKinney, yep. Oh, dude, solid call round two and three were all my bets. But I also bet McKinney round one because I even tweeted out, like, dude, if UFC was just one round for three minutes, this guy would be champion. He's amazing. <laughs> but when there's 159 left in the first round, this dude, if he didn't have the body triangle, it, it probably would have ended after that. Oh, yeah, 100%. So I like seeing fighters kind of go through some – some sort of adversity where Chamayev was steamrolling everyone. Well, now you're in round two, dude. And then you drop round. You actually dropped around. You looked human. But then you win a decision. Yep. I like seeing that. That, to me, is what elevates you to, you know what, you can be a champion. Yeah, I didn't see that with Conor. 
no. I didn't say Connor was going to be the champion. I thought Aldo was going to beat him. I because Connor he hadn't fought a wrestler, and Chad I, Mendes <laughs> didn't count. Yeah, no. Chad Mendes was Mendes counted. Getting up, bro. Chad from, Mendes did not count. Getting up from the floor after rounds one and two, and then starching him, or after round one in the middle of round two, getting back up and then stalking him. And then knocking him out, I think that gave Connor the boost of confidence that led to him becoming a champ champ, not just a champ. So, yeah, but again, a lot of that is timing. But I, I saw that, I mean, Connor's second, the Dennis Seaver fight, you can see like this guy hits different. Him versus Poirier, he hits different. This guy is going to be a champion. I, me and Dre argued about this because we had our show during this time in, in real time. And he was like, he hasn't fought a top 10 guy. Why is he getting the Aldo fight? And I was just like, I don't need to see him fight anyone else. I think he's the best fighter in this division already. And he laughed at me. He was like, how is he going to defend this leg kick? Which was very viable. Like, how is he going to stop leg kicks? Like, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to get there. But I think he's already better than Aldo. And Aldo was the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I was just like, I, I think he can compete with him. And he can be champion. And then we, we see the path of Conor McGregor. And I think there's certain people where it's just that undeniable. Now, MMA is also in a vacuum. Mm. So there's only one John Jones where you are champion and undefeated, off and on due to his own, own decisions, for a decade. No one else does that. You have a time, you're hot, you're in, you're out, the game passes, you buy. You can fight like Max Holloway to get back. Sometimes it's easier than said than done. I'm, never, I'm not sure if Kamaru Usman ever holds a title again. Mm. Very dominant. Is he the greatest welterweight of all time? And then gone. Yeah. You know, GSP and, and John Jones, they're, they're unicorns in this sport. Yeah, there are exceptions. I want to push back a little on Chad Mendez, bro. He took that fight on like 14 days. Though. Yeah, man. Semantics. He can no, still wrestle. No, that's not semantics. That is not semantics. A man who had to cut 30 pounds in two weeks, his cardio was I cool. mean, that's why he gassed. Connor <laughs> yeah. got up. Exactly. Out, I, that's not a test. No, but Connor didn't get submitted on the ground. Chad Mendez doesn't that. submit people on the ground. What are we talking about? Like, right, like that doesn't... That win is not what people was like, that's going to make him world champion. Because if he would have fought Frankie Edgar, that was the opponent that people were like, yo, he's got to fight Frankie. Yeah, I think he was starch Frankie. It's kind of it's similar to what we saw with O'Malley with Jan. Yep. Yeah. Right? Like, for the longest time, O'Malley was more of a gimmick character. His aura was way bigger than the fighter that he really was. And then he takes that fight with Jan, and they're like, all right, yo, you, you beat the number one guy outside right. of Aljo. Now... You deserve it. Now you've earned that right. Yep. I love seeing it that way. Because then from there, I think there he knocks is... out Aljo. By the way, I think he's on the same Conor McGregor trajectory. Yeah. He beat the hardest stylistic fight for him. I think he starches out. Wow. He, but he lost the fight. And becomes a superstar. <laughs> he lost the two. Are you there. asking me? Or are you just, asking no, him? No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying. The he man lost... doesn't count the loss. He says he's undefeated. <laughs> Bro, he lost. He says the Cheeto gave man. out. He said he didn't lose that fight. I'm, I'm not going to debate you <laughs> or him. Listen, I don't know. He's he's not on the Conor. I don't, I don't know. The ankle gave out. I don't know. No, he got kicked in that shit. It, 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 he, he did it, get kicked. Yes. Cheeto won that fight. I don't know. Like He's done a fantastic job playing Jedi mind tricks <laughs> and making people think that he oh, didn't lose that and, fight. And selling a ton of merch, dude. Right. Yeah. His undefeated merch, it's he ridiculous. made over half a million dollars. This shit's hilarious. You got to be delusional <laughs> to be a champion, right? Like You, you have to have somewhat, you have to have some delusional capabilities. And O'Malley's one of those guys that's just like, what loss? Yep. What are you talking about? But yep. he lost. He lost a fight. I saw him lose a fight. It happened. <laughs> Maybe. Kel, when you're looking at a fighter, before we get into some of these predictions where we're, we're going to fantasy book who's going to be held, holding the title on January 1st of 2025. It's yep. about a year and a half away. We'll give a couple of names. We'll run through each of the divisions. But Kel, when you're watching a fighter, can you tell me something that you're looking for in a fighter that allows you to put him or her in that category of one day they could hold the title first things first you don't fight down to your level of competition that that's a big thing for me i like this you you blow out the fighters you're supposed to blow out i think if you're dominant at a certain level then it's okay to have those tough fights like hamza you blow out the people you're supposed to blow out you're not supposed to blow out gilbert burns 
and that's all right. Israel Adesanya does this great, where he'll have tough fights, but starch other people who aren't on his level. So you understand, like, okay, if this person pushed him, this other person is really great because he just washes everyone who's remotely mediocre. Either he doesn't lose a round or he knocks him silly. So that's one thing I always look for. Uh, I don't want to give away one of my picks here coming up. So <laughs> well, I won't do that. Stay. But I see that from a couple of fighters where it's just like, when you fight people outside of the top 10, you're demolishing them. Sometimes you demolish people in the top 10. But making those statements, too many people have competitive fights with people outside of the top 10 and just slowly cruise their way up divisions. I never thought Leon Edwards was going to be a champion. Mm. I didn't. I didn't see it. Um, he proved me wrong. And some people do that. Like this MMA. He got incrementally better. But I didn't think he was blowing out anyone. I thought he was just like going through and doing enough. But he kept winning, kept winning. And then I was like, all right, cool. But then there's a guy like Charles Oliveira. When it clicked and he just ran through everyone, like that's amazing. Like that's when you start racking up and finishing people that you're supposed to finish that aren't top five, top 10, it shows me your caliber. And I think that's like the number one thing I look for. I love that you bring that up because from like a betting standpoint too, one of my favorite things to do is Augusto Sakai, right? I'm not saying he's going to be champion one day, but that dude was like on a nice winning streak. And then he ran into like top five or after top five or... Yeah. And then he was on a four-fight losing streak, fights Maurice Green, and is like plus 160. And I'm like, hold on, dude. <laughs> this guy shouldn't be. This guy was number six in the world at one yeah. point. But then he loses to Arlov, uh, not Arlovsky, um, Overeem. Yep. He loses to some top guys. And you're saying to yourself, all right, these are all dudes that either competed for a title. Like the step up in competition, it works the other way too, where – when you're running into, going back to what you said about the steamrolling the dudes that you should, and he yep. ended up like 30-26-ing his last opponent. So it works that way also. Yeah. Andrea, same question to you, man. What do you look for in a fighter that tells you that he might be the one? I, I say this in boxing. What happens when you get punched in the mouth, right? I With John Jones, Vitor Belfort had in that arm bar, right? Or he broke his toe against Chael Sonnen. And overcoming adversity is what is the mark of a great fighter. Because you can steamroll whoever you want. But when you find yourself in trouble, how do you get out of it? Yeah. So that's why with Volkanovsky, for instance, when he got out of that guillotine against Brian Ortega, I was like, ain't nobody beating that dude. Like, nobody's going to beat him. Yeah. How? How do you beat somebody that gets out of a guillotine that's that deep? I felt the same way, bro. It's like that is the mark of a champion. Adesanya, when he fought Kelvin Gastelum, and kept getting, like, he got hit in that fight a lot. But he, he was strong in that fifth round, world championship. Other fighters, and that's why, like, the Conor thing is very tricky because as soon as he got into deep water with Nate Diaz, we found out yeah. real quick. Like, he's not really good with he's adversity. He's a front runner. Yes, he's a front runner, but he doesn't deal with adversity well. We will never know what would have happened in that Aldo fight after that 13 seconds. Don't need to. <laughs> Only took 13 seconds. <laughs> it's just kind of how it works out. Yeah. But for the most part, I, I just got to see you deal with a little mm. bit of a style adversity, being on the ground, having to get up, or being threatened with submissions. Whatever that is, if you can overcome that, doesn't matter the quality of opponent because you're always going to find yourself in a tough spot. You can get through that. You have the potential to be a world champion. Yeah, I totally agree. And for me, I need you to not be one-dimensional. Oh, yeah. If you're just a dude that is a, you know, all-world jujitsu ADCC winner, but your stand-up is, like, amateur level, like, that ain't going to work. Or the other way around. You're just this wild knockout artist. Like, I need you to be... At least, like, my favorite fighter of all time is GSP. And the way I describe GSP is, like, he's, he's A-minus everywhere. Right. Which is still elite. But it's like, you know, he's not an A-plus here, and then he's a C-plus somewhere else. Yeah. It's like, he's just A-minus. I feel the same way about Volk. Yep. I think Volk across the board. And what you said about him with the, with the either the guillotine or the triangle that he was in, too. Yeah. Because those were all in, like, 90 seconds that it happened. And as someone that trains jiu-jitsu, like, usually you get out of that first one, that second one is going to get you, especially when it's a guy like that. And to me, I need you to be able to win on the ground, win standing. If you have to fight a fight that caters to the other person's strength, can you combat that? Going back to Volk. Volk is a great case study for this because Islam took him to the ground, yep. and he felt comfortable. Yeah. Talking shit to him, hitting him in the back as he had him. That's what I look for. I don't need my fighters to be 
to be a champion, I don't think you have to be overly well-rounded. You you better be A-plus at something. Like Francis Ngannou, you don't right. got to be well-rounded. You're, you're absolutely right. But you need to, you need to be A-plus somewhere. Is, if you're not right. well-rounded, yeah. you better be A-plus at something. Habib for years. I mean, Michael Johnson put hands on him for a quick second. He was A-plus at wrestling. So if anything hit the fan... We're taking you down. Yeah. But then the threat of that A-plus became so great that the hands were now, what are you going to do? Your hands are constantly at your waist because this guy's going to shoot on you. Yep. And now he's just going to fake and, like, he dropped Connor with the overhand because yep. you have to. Charles Oliveira, it took, what, eight years for his hands to develop? He was A-plus in submissions and on the ground. So you, if you're not well-rounded, you better be A-plus somewhere else. And... A couple of people on my list as we go through this <clears throat> right now are A-plus in the category, and I'm counting on it to just get good enough in the other categories, and that's why they're going to be champions. I like it. I like it. Where do you guys want to start off with? Andreas, you, you started off. Oh, man. Pick a, pick a division. Let's start with let's start at the top. Let's start at heavyweight. Okay. Oh, my God. This is the hardest division. This is the hardest one. 2025. John Jones won't be here. I, I agree. John Jones is done. Yeah. I think we'll see John fight in 2025. No. He will not be champion January 2025. I think he retires, and you wait for a big fight to bring him back. He'll vacate the belt and then just wait. Nah, well, he won't be here, so it won't be him. No. <laughs> <laughs> so if you look at the heavyweight division, because you have like guys like Tom Aspinall who's fighting, um, Think potentially, depending on how this division shakes out, Delton Almeida could be the champion in 2025. Good pick. He, like you look at him, he's got everything. Yeah. Right. And you look at the rest of the division, it's like, all right, well, Curtis Blaze, eh. like Pavlovich, okay, maybe. But I think Almeida might be the goods. It just depends on if he can get fights over the next 12 months to put him in position to be champion by next year. That's my pick for heavyweight. Damn. Was that who you had? Took my pick. Ah. The guy looks like a million bucks. <laughs> yeah. When you when you look at that and just his build and you need, and I'm a big proponent on the ability to finish people at heavyweight. Yeah. Because at that point, you're also strong. You're also dynamic. You're also fluid. You have to be able to finish people. That's why I think John changing his body is so, so smart when he went to heavyweight. Because he was built lean and stylistically good enough to outpoint everyone at light heavy. You're not going 25 at heavyweight yeah. and praying someone's going to catch you. He had to change his body to give him the power to be able to stop people. And a lot of that's just wrestling, get him on the ground, choking the hell out, like we saw. So that's, yeah, I'm going with Almeida. He has that wow, ability. Okay to submit you yeah. and the power to knock your ass out, what are you going to do? Really, he's, he's stopping people continuously, and I think that's how you win. It, no, I know that's how you win at heavyweight. Yeah. It, ju it just is. Stipe wasn't a traditional knockout guy. His biggest wins will all come by knockout. DC beat Stipe by knockout. Like you, you look at Francis, his run was through knockout. Yeah, he wrestled Cyril for a second or whatever. No, you got to knock people out. You got to stop them. That's how champions are made in the heavyweight division. You keep going back way before then. Cain Velasquez. You, you go back to Verdun when he stopped Cain. You got to finish people, whether it's sub, like Brock Lesnar almost getting caught in some freaky shit. Uh, <laughs> well, Frank Mir did catch. Like, there's, you got to stop people, sub or knockout. And, uh, yeah, I think Almeida's the guy that does that. So I had Almeida at 205. Do you think he's done there? Yeah, it's a yeah. wrap. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, it's a wrap. So I put a disclaimer on him for 205 with someone else. Well, I'll, I'll wait for a 205. But for me, for heavyweight, I had Aspinall. Aspinall could be the guy. He's young. He's 30. Yep. yep. He checks the boxes of the kind of fighter that I like to be a champion. He could submit you on the ground. He could take it to the ground. He has a lot of knockout power in his hands, too. And he seems to be able to keep a pace, too, which is something you don't really see with heavyweights. He can walk a lot of guys down, which is kind of a culture shock to a lot of them in there. 
because they do rely on the power a lot. And you're right, though. As you were listening, all these these heavyweights, they're all finishers. Oh. Everyone. And that's why I think like a guy like Curtis Blades kind of gets lost in the shuffle yeah. sometimes because he's that traditional wrestler who wants to just take you to the ground, kind of lay and pray approach. I like Aspinall for me. It's a good pick. I don't mind that. A guy, again, a guy that can stop people. Yeah. And that's what you need in that division. So I said for 205, well, I guess we'll work backwards. For 205, I put Almeida, but you're right. I think I think his time at 205 might be done because that's, that's, a, that's a big boy a to big make boy. that cut for 205. Yeah. You guys still remember Rakic? Alexander Rakic, yeah. Yeah, the guy was still hanging around. Still hanging around, man. He had that gruesome injury against uh, Blahowitz, but he's... Now, he's, he's not the kind of fighter that I do gravitate towards, but when you're looking at 205, there's not a lot there. It's a disaster of a division. It's rough, and Jamal Hill just had to relinquish the title. I think you guys are onto something where that, that co-main at 291 is going to be for the, for the show. It kind of makes sense, right? Yeah, it might as well. M might as well make it. But for me, Rakic is a guy who I've seen him stuff takedowns, though that's not his strength. Striking, he's had some killer knockouts, and he's also went the distance too. But again, it, it, Andreas, we're kind of grasping at straws at 205, it's, man. It's not a lot to pick from. That, that title's been vacated four times in five years. It is a disaster. Like, if you would have asked this question last year, none of us would have said Jamal Hill would have even had a world title. Dude came from a contender series. Yep. And got the title. If I got to pick somebody, I'm just going to go with what I know. Yuri Pahaska. I mean... It's a year from now. He should be back in a few months. That means he'll probably have like two fights. I don't know if anybody can beat him at 205. I just, I don't think so. Um, but I could be wrong because this division, it, I don't want to say it sucks, but John Jones left the wasteland of a division. Yeah. Like he wasted everybody. Him versus Pereira would be one hell of a fight. Yeah. Alex's power is. Oh, yeah. It would. Shit, we got to see if Alex can beat Young. We got to see. Because John's. Alex, not gonna, he's not going to have that size advantage that he did over Izzy. No, but the power translates. Hmm. He showed that in kickboxing. It hey. wasn't, he wasn't a one-division kickboxing champion. Jan is that the power one guy that people keep betting against, and he keeps winning. He does. So he I, might be. I think the last time he fought, I think he was a favorite. But prior to that, he was 7 for 7 as an underdog. Yes. So Every I, fight. Against Rockhold, he was a dog. Against Izzy, he was a dog. Against Dom Reyes, he was a dog. He's just always been a dog. And you're right. That Polish power, bro. It's a real thing. No joke. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with a different pick than both of you guys. I think Ankalaev is champion 2025. Oh. I think he fought his worst fight against Jan. Yeah. And that worst fight ended in a draw. Like, that's the worst fight where he's going to fight in the UFC. And it was a draw against the guy you just said is tough as hell. I think he has a very unique skill set. I think he's tough. I think he's going to be the guy in this land of strikers that really separates himself. With the wrestling. With the wrestling, because he can do everything, like you said, and it's a unique skill set. Even with Jan, he can stand with him. Like, we, we saw this against Blahovich, but I think when you get into him versus Pereira, him versus Yuri, he's very different and very unique. Uncle Ive would be champion. He's on my shit list, though, fellas. Why? He blew up my parlor <laughs> when he got submitted by uh, by Paul Craig. Yeah. Oh, man. It's I'll never forget sometimes. that, bro, with one second left. Yeah, it was bad. That was bad. That's how you live as a wrestler, though. Yeah. Shit's, I mean, you look at Islam. I remember. Danger. Yeah, I remember, I think me and Drake were at the Islam fight when he got caught in a fucking triangle. Like, he was just dominating on the ground. Fucking threw the triangle up and tapped him. And Islam was like, what? And Habib was just like, oh, my God, he lost. Yeah. It was like, yeah, you live on the ground. Someone throws some crazy yeah. shit up. It's a wrap. Yep. Catches you by surprise. 185, this is the only person on my list that I have still being the champion by then. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody beating Israel at 185. I just don't. He's not going back up to 205. He's going to beat Drikas. Going to beat the brakes off of Who's Drikas. left? Like, you look at that division. Now, it's, I think... Adesanya is chasing history yeah. with Anderson Silva. Yep. So he's not going to risk going back up to 205. He knows he's too small for that weight. He'll still be the champ by this. By oh, dude, he didn't even attempt to put on weight in that fight at 205. No, he weighed 194. Was, he weighed or yeah, something. Yeah, he was tiny. So yeah. yeah, no, he'll he'll be, he'll still be the champ. There's, I'm looking at this middleweight division because obviously Bo Nickel will not be ready by then. No, 
clearly. Marvin Vittori, Jerry Cannonier, Robert Whitaker, Sean Strickland, Paulo Costa, Derek Brunson, Roman Deliza. Get the fuck out of here. Ain't nobody beating Israel Adesanya. Israel's not champion. Okay. Who you got? Hamzad is champion. Ooh. January 2025. Hmm. Um, I've seen Jan Blahovich take down Izzy when shit got dirty. And Izzy, again, wasn't easy to sub, but was comfortable on his back. It was like, I'm standing up the next round. We'll figure it out. Also, and then not, not much of a rounds. threat from no. Jan on the on the ground. No. So that's and why was, he was comfortable. Was three rounds just, to two, but you yeah. it got away from you. Kept getting it on the ground. Um, Hamzad has that that ability, and I love Izzy, and he could starch Hamzad if Hamzad stays up with him. But Hamzad, if he takes him down, could beat Izzy. I think that's probably the fight, like that December UFC card, Izzy versus Hamzad here in Vegas in t- to end twenty twenty four. So Hamzat is champion January 2025. The reason why I didn't pick Hamzat, because I don't think that fight's going to happen before 2020. I think it'll if happen If the man in can get a visa, well, <laughs> then maybe. I think, I think that's a problem. Like, right? Like, everybody keeps asking, why hasn't Hamzat fought yet? He can't get a visa. And now he's trying to fight Kamaru Usman. Yeah. And we don't know if that's going to happen. I still think... Fighting in three countries. This dude has been fantasy booked in, like, nine different matches, right. bro. I just... I, Paulo the, Costa... Uh, Bo Nickel, yeah. Usman, everybody, everybody. Man can't get a visa right. I now, think if so he if he got to figure this. If out. he gets yeah. the opportunity, he'll win. I just for I don't think he'll get the opportunity. But he would have been my pick. But I was just like twenty twenty. Like, sixteen months. This man's getting a title shot in sixteen uh, months. I don't know. I don't know. Who else? You just ran down the list. Who I, else? I, he he's just one win away from a title shot. I, if he fights Kamaru Usman, he's not getting a title shot. No, because that's a guy like a one seventy, right? Like, yeah. you you gotta if he gets one fight at one eighty five. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if he'll get it. Him by versus Jared Cannonier. <laughs> like, you give him that in Abu Dhabi, cool. And then I know I'm not sure again if he ever gets a visa in the U.S. again. I, I'm not sure, but you can try to give him a visa in Australia. You can try and work around that way. And it's still international, and there goes your title fight. Like he might get the title. I just don't know if he's champion January 2025. Yeah. 16 months. I'm, that guy's a champ. At 170, this dude from his first fight, I was like, this guy's going to be champion. I think I've been telling you guys, too. <clears throat> Rachmanov. Shavka. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You're a big Rachmanov dude, guy. He, so my favorite thing about him, Kel, is I've never seen a fighter that has... He's 17 and 0 with 17 finishes, and it's so balanced. Eight it's and nine. Eight and nine. Usually you'll see, you know, a guy 17 and 0, it's 15 knockouts, two submissions, or, you know, 13 submissions, four subs. Yep. But to see 17 up, 17 down, and he could beat you however he wants, that is some otherworldly shit. Yep. And the size of him, too, yep. he's a big, big 170er. And doesn't seem to have a bad weight cut ever. He's always just comfortable with the weight cut. He, he's the one at 170. Yeah, there was no question for me. Rachmanov, dude, he submitted Jeff Neal with a standing rear naked choke. Yeah, yeah. The, the dude's filthy. He's, I don't, if you look at the weight class and how well-rounded Rachmanov is and his size and his, again, ability to take a punch. He dealt with pressure from Jeff Neal that entire fight. Looked fantastic in it. Didn't wilt, actually surged in the end of that fight. And also, I love that what you were saying before, we saw some adversity. He, yeah, got, he yeah. got clipped, did not a chicken dance completely, but did like a little one-two step. Yep. So we got to see him react to a big shot. And Neil, yeah. Neil, you know, hands of steel. Neil's can crack. He's, yeah. a, he's a big dude. Rachmanov right? yeah. is going to be champion. They, I don't look. I was looking at the welterweight division. I'm like, I like Jack Della Maddalena a lot, but I don't think he'll be the champion. I like Ian Gary, but I don't. I, I look at the, there's levels to this. I think Rachmanov is a completely different level right now, and it won't be Leon. So he'll be out of here. No, yeah, so Leon's not going to be champion. So who you got? This is tough. And it's hard to call. Come it, on, bro. Every month I come quick. in and I tell you about Rachmanov. We didn't, we didn't sway I'm, you. We got two of them. You're not swaying me. I'm not sure he gets a title shot by then. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I, I don't think so. How? Who's in his way? Well, we just see Dana giving a random shot to Kobe Covington again. So, like, stuff seems to move a little bit slower right now in that division. Bro, so Dana, the belt. Dana said we got plans for Bilal. It's Shafkat. Yeah, okay. And then he gets Bilal. Because you know he doesn't want to give it to Bilal, right? Exactly. Like, we all know that. So it's, um, it's going to be Leon and, and Colby. Yeah. And then we'll wait five, six months for them to heal up. And then they'll be like, Bilal will be like, yo, I want a title shot. I want a title shot. You want a title shot? Cool. Yeah. You versus Shavkat, number one contender. Shavkat will beat the brakes off of him. And there'll be Shavkat in a title fight, and he's going to win. Yep. There we go. Not sure. I, I would say 
even if he does and he enters this fight as champion, all right. I think Islam is really serious about this champ champ push. Very serious. Hmm. I think it's something that would separate him from Habib. I think it's something he really wants. He actually just called for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's not going to get this shit because I think Colby is like really like penned into it. It's not yeah, Colby, Colby and also like, yo, Charles too. Charles yeah. Oliveira, I think, did it the right way. He yeah. lost the title shot, didn't get an immediate rematch, beat the guy that was a number one contender. I, I think... Those two are cemented. Sure. Yeah. I think if he beats Charles again, then it's, it comes down to the, play, the place of, all right, it's Volk, and then nobody yeah. can beat Charles again. Then if you beat Volk, then where are you? And I think that puts him to the end of 2024. We're probably in October again when you're looking at Abu Dhabi, where it's like, okay, now you can go for your champ champ status. And Islam's really fucking good. Yeah. So. And he does that one me. thing that you said you like where he's so great at that one, one thing. thing. Like that style. Like not many people can handle that style. Yeah. So Islam. Mayachev is my answer for this weight class and lightweight. He is mm. a champ champ January 2025. Okay. He gets the belt in October, and he still has the belt because he beats Volk again, which is the harder of the fights. Um, but I, I think he beats Charles, he beats Volk. And then he goes up to 170. 170. And then we'll figure out if he got to vacate yeah. and maybe you get Charles versus Volk. When he moves up and they make him stay or maybe come down. I don't know. But uh yeah. It's been a second since we had a champ champ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're due. Won't be him. Islam is the champ champ. Okay. No. What you got at 155? Volk. Oh. I think there's two options for Volkanovskis. Ilya Tapuria, obviously. Yeah. Mm. And uh Islam. And the way that Volk fought this back half of that Islam fights makes me believe he can beat him. I think Volk knows that he can beat him. I don't know if Islam can do anything different in that fight. I think it was a situation where we saw Volk go, ah, that's what you got? All right, I know how to deal with that. When a light bulb went off. Yeah, when you see somebody fight a back end of a fight and become, like he ends up in the top position in the fifth round. Yeah. Volk is going to be the champion. Oh, dude, my favorite video is when Volk is being interviewed. He's like, give it up for Islam. And, and all of his quarter is holding him up because <laughs> Islam just looks like he ran the Boston Marathon. Yeah, he just looks miserable. He's dead. Yeah. Yeah. That, that rematch is going to be a nightmare for Islam. It's going to be an absolute nightmare because Volk, what we have learned about Alexander Volkanovsky is like, what do you do well? I'll figure out how to beat you at that. It's what yeah. John Jones used to do to people. And, like, Volk went out there. He's like, oh, Max Holloway, the best boxer? I'll pitch a shutout for five rounds. I think he knows how to beat Islam. I think he beats Islam. And then the fight is him and Oliveira. He might be Charles as well because Charles is a little bit too reckless. Yeah. So I think Volk will be the lightweight champion by 2025. Wow. I like this. I like this. You guys are kind of swinging me a little bit. I'm being super biased because I've been, I've been on the bandwagon of Armin Sarukian. Sarukian. Wow. 155. Yeah. He's another guy that I think is complete everywhere. You got a lot of young champions by 2025. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's, only getting, it's only getting a little younger, too, okay. as we move down the list. <laughs> but Armin, a lot of people forget, bro. He took that debut on 11 days' notice yes. against Islam, and he was 22 years old. Yep. Yeah. Took him to a decision. And this is when Islam started just steamrolling everybody. And that was really impressive. Now, Strength to schedule, hasn't really fought anyone elite. Didn't like that he did the chicken dance against uh, Joaquin Silva. Yeah. yeah. Where that drives me crazy, dude. When there's a definitive one way that that guy could beat you and you put yourself in danger. You still get caught by it. You still get <laughs> caught by it. It's like, man, like, you know not to stand up with this dude because that's the only way that he could have beaten you. You're a minus 1,200 favorite. You're looking at it like, damn, bro, that looked bad. But then he puts him away in the third round, so dealt with adversity. He's young, man. He's 26. Yeah. I do, I do like the matchup of him and Dariush. I know he called him out. Yeah. That'd be a nice one because then we could see, all right, yo, are you just going to be a flash in the pan? Or now you're fighting a guy who's a top contender. He was going to fight for a belt. Let's see it. So I could be a little early and a little too crazy with this hype, <laughs> but there's something about him that I, I even feel like he won the Gamrot fight mm. when them two fought. Mm. Very controversial. It was a split decision. Yeah. 
So to me, Armin, I think, has figured out a couple things. And I do want to see a bigger test ahead of him. Yeah, he needs it. He needs one for us to maybe feel a little bit more comfortable. But I think with the age and with the potential now of a 170 move for Islam, because I never thought about getting out of the shadow of Habib, bro. That's a good-ass take. Yeah. Like, I know Andreas kind of trashes you sometimes with your takes, yeah. but I think that's <laughs> I a, that's a no, good th one. That's really the only thing he can do. Yeah. So, like, because you're never no, not you're going always, to top You're always going to be little bro. Yeah. yeah you're always. just always going to be just little gotta, bro. That's all he could do that he didn't. He didn't do. Yeah. And if he wanted to, he would have won that shit, too. He just left too early. <laughs> so. From, you mentioned the name in passing. 145 for me is Taporia. Oh, yeah. And, and you know what's crazy, bro? It might not even be because Taporia beats Volk in this next matchup. It might be where Volk just relinquishes it. If he yep. does beat him, mm -hmm. now I'm going to go up to 155. Because Taporia is the only person in that division that we haven't seen him fight. And it's the only real threat, especially what he did to Emmett. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. the step up to Emmett was like, holy shit, you just... Bro... He had three 10 8 rounds. It's crazy. That's wild. Totally a 50 42, someone scored it. So I think Taporia is going to be champ. And, and this is not me saying that he's going to be Volk in that matchup. But I just think that maybe Volk beats him and then Volk relinquishes. And then they do like a max Taporia for 145. And that's how I think Taporia is champion January of 2025. That was my exact path. I think Volk vacates. He stays at lightweight. I think you end up. He fights Taporia. He beats him. It's not Taporia's time yet. He gets in that position. It's Max. As much as we love Max, I think Max has a Robert Whitaker moment against Taporia where he just he just gets overwhelmed. Taporia is that good. Yeah. And he's the champ. I think Taporia's 26, right? Yeah. Yeah. Taporia's 26. Huge. You got soccer players coming to your, your fights, bro. <laughs> it's time. It, by this time next year, even with a loss, he'll, I think he'll be the champion. Damn, it's hard to not go with a full sweep, right? And Max is my dude. I love Max. So it's like one of those things. It's like, damn, is he is Taporia good enough to beat Max? It'll be a close ass fight, but yeah, Max can has been I, through so many wars. Can I stop you real quick? I don't know if you caught this, but Volk was on I think Ariel's show, and he said, "I begged Taporia not to fight Max." Yeah. Cause like, bro, I feel like Max, Max could keeps probably taking people away. Yeah, <laughs> and then Volk is like, dude, I don't want to fight you again. <laughs> yeah. So it's weird because like styles make fights. We all know yeah. that analogy, but I think Max would be a really tough fight for Taporia. Though I think Taporia is the only one that could be Volk. I agree. Yeah, it's Max is a tough puzzle to crack, and it took Volk two and a half, two and a quarter. Yeah. Fights to be like, got it. Yeah. It's solved. Yeah. Like, I, I solved this puzzle. But the first fight, I thought Volk lost. Yep. And then Volk came back and he won. And then he dominated. Taporia is not going to have that luxury yeah. of three fights of information, right? Like, Max is such a unique striker in a different puzzle. And that chin is made of something ungodly. Ah, there's a the thing. I think Father Time catches up with Max this year. Heading Sooner, into 2024, right? he's been in so many fights, yes. right? He's he's got like the Canelo 30. What is it, Max? 31? Yeah, yeah. He's got the Canelo fight years on. Yeah, we like he's only 31, but he's been like 10 billion fights. Man's been in USC since and he was 20. Also, it, it's dope when he lands 450 significant strikes, but he's also eating about 180 of them. That's what yes. I'm saying. This he's is not mileage. putting guys away. He's mileage. he's getting beaten up too. Right, and if you can't. If you're fighting like somebody at Taporia who is a high-volume striker and he is a busy striker and Father Time slows you down just a little yeah. bit, you're probably going to outpoint Max. Yeah, I don't think Taporia stops him. No, but I don't I, think he stops I him. I think Taporia's champion because he beats Max yeah. Holloway. But it'll be, it's going to be a close-ass fight. He's not going to be like Volk just dog-walking no, 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 Max no. Holloway. So, wow, that's our first clean sweep? Yeah. And that's uh, tough, man, because I really like Max. <laughs> this 135 for me was the toughest one. And this is, the, this is the one that I was the least excited about saying. Kel, who do you got at 135? I mean, people would be like, oh, it's Marab. Um, I love chaos. Sean O'Malley's going to be chatting. <laughs> oh uh, is it because he's going to be Aljo and then not fight for a year and a half? <laughs> Sean O'Malley's going to be Aljo. He's going to screw over Marab. Fight Henry Cejudo, because it's a bigger fight. Beat Henry Cejudo. 
And then him and Rob, I'm not even sure if it happens yet by 2025. Yeah, he might fight twice between beating Aljo in August and January 2025. He's Conor McGregor in every sense of the word. How Conor didn't even defend his belt. And he was like, yeah. But he came back and the belt was there for him when needed, need be. I think this is where we see Dana's hands pushed into getting an interim champion because there's they hand out these like candy. We haven't booked an interim champion. I think we enter 2025 with Sean O'Malley as the champion. Maybe gets a little surgery or something, clean something up. And Marab is the interim champ asking for a unification. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going with Marab. I don't know if O'Malley is going to beat Aljo. I'm not that confident. I pick against Aljo every fight, so don't even yeah, pay me I, no attention. You know me. I, I've always said that. <laughs> and Aljo, I like Aljo. He's been on, the, on our show. Like, if you ask me today, I think Aljo beats O'Malley, goes to 145 and falls short. Okay. I think that's what's going to happen to Aljo. Because he's big, but it's different where Volk is at. So I think, but I think if, as soon as Aljo leaves, the door is wide open for Marab. I don't think anybody's beat Marab. Mm. I think what Marab did to Jan... Like, if he gets his hands on O'Malley, he's going to ragdoll his ass. He's going to ragdoll him. So I, I'm picking Marab. I think he's just waiting for his, his buddy to leave the division. He's like, here, just let me have that. And he's going to wear the Thriller jacket. Yeah. I hope he, he should have kept that shit. I think he did. Uh, he should wear it. But it's, it'll be Marab for me at Bantam Weight. O'Malley reminds me a lot of the, the Conor McGregor syndrome of where he says, you need some type of measurables to beat me. Mm. When he cut all that weight and he was down there, yeah. he's like, you guys are just a bunch of short-arm wrestling guys. And he's like, I, I could fight these people all day. And that was his style. And that's what he did. He was a weight bully. And that power was very hard to take for anyone in that division. Sean O'Malley reminds me of the same. If Sean O'Malley moved up to 145, he's not the same fighter. But at 135, with a bunch of guys that have short arms, and Marab's great. He's like a little muscle hamster. Yeah. Yeah, like Aljo's his toughest test because he's a big-ass dude. He's lanky, all this stuff. If he gets through Aljo, I don't think anyone else has the measurables to dethrone him. You know, what's crazy about O'Malley is I feel like of everyone we listed, he would probably be the funnest champion. Oh, by far. Hands down. With the promo work, with just his aura yeah. and, and the like celebrity stardom that he has. You don't think has. we're getting a run of Sean O'Malley? You don't think he's going to have his year-and-a-half, two-year Conor run? Yeah, like, I think so. It just feels like he that. He just has to be out. He has to yeah. be out, though, but I think he's going to, he's, he's not going to be a one and done champ in my eyes. Like, we're, we're getting the run of O'Malley, and then when that shit falls off the cliff, he's going to be ugly. Yeah. I have Marab also, because I think, <laughs> from, from knowing some people too in the circle, that, that's the plan. The massive plan is Aljo beats O'Malley, drops the title, goes up to 145. And I agree with you, Andreas. I think he goes up to 145 and he realizes that it's, it's a little different up there with those boys. Yep. But I think it's, it's Marab. And it, I think it'd be a cool story, too. Like, it's the first time where boys don't actually fight each other. Yep. Like, they're, they're legit homies, dude. They're yeah. inseparable. They're everywhere together. And I think that'd be a cool storyline to have Marab yeah. be a champ. Yeah, I agree. It's a little bit better when one person beats both homies. So let's, let's, go, let's go at this. It's like when Dominic Cruz is just washing Team Alpha. Oh, man. yeah, they hate I fucking guys. loved it. So give me that again. Let's wrap up the men's divisions with 125. Oh, Jesus Christ. Is it crazy to say it might be Brandon Moreno just because no, this dude no. is going to get the title shot again and again? It'll that be Brandon Moreno. Right. It'll be Brandon. Look, look, Pantoja won, but I think Moreno, each fight, he gets closer and closer and closer, and there's nobody else in that division. Yeah. Like, literally nobody. Davidson Figueredo is not making flyweight. He's, just, he's too big. Yeah. It'll be Moreno. Moreno will be the champ again, and, you know, he'll have a Lego belt or some shit. He's a guy. Yeah, I agree with you. That, that was my take, too. Yeah. Just because he's going to get a title shot again, and then it's just he just always seems to be a fight away. Yeah, that's it. That's he's easy. so close to the title picture. And the division's kind of... It's weak. He beat yeah. Kai Carl France, who was the only guy that you look at and it was like, yeah, maybe, and he kicked him into hell. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be Brandon Moreno. What you got, Kel? How come I feel like a take is brewing? Moreno's really good. I'm looking at it, and there's one person that I really like. Uh, Muhammad is ranked 11 right now. Muhammad Mokhev, five submissions, that wrestling. In a land of strikers, I like when someone brings that difference. Mm -hmm. 
six submissions. It's just I don't know if he can work his way up fast enough. Probably not. Not with Moreno standing in the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, he doesn't have to go through Moreno, right? Like, so I'm looking at it. Muhammad's next fight is probably Alex Perez. Seven. Then is it though? Think, Perez has pulled out of like 25 yeah, straight fights, bro. Well, they're gonna they're gonna punish him. You're right. So, yeah. so you pull out 25 straight fights. Yeah, you're getting punished. So it's probably Alex Perez. Then you gotta go against Brandon Roy Valak, High Conference. France. And then you gotta either get him Moreno or you gotta beat him three, two or three. It's just three fights in, yeah, I don't think in 16 months. Seems legit for this weight class. But then you still gotta go and get the title. So I think he's top five. Mom is top five, top four in, in that time. He's in that combo by then. Yeah, but yeah. Um, Brandon Moreno's champion. Yeah. I don't think Pantoja's champion. Pantoja nah. won't be champ. No. He's, he, he'll be back to delivering Uber Eats. <laughs> oh, that's a damn shame. <laughs> I'm just saying. Sending that man back to the, uh, back to the Prius yeah. to deliver Uber Eats. Let's head over to the women's side of things. Let's go with 115. Fellas, I feel like this, this was the first name I put down on this whole list. This is my easiest division. This is my easiest, too. I think it's... Yeah. If we're not saying Tatiana Suarez, what are we doing? I don't know what we're doing if we're not saying Tatiana Suarez. Oh, I'm not saying Tatiana Suarez. What are you oh, saying? Mackenzie Dern. Divorce Mackenzie Dern is a different beast. I mean, what she did to Angie, like what, what, she's, what she has done, like she is, she is a violent woman right now, but a healthy Tatiana Suarez. She's not better than Tatiana. Like is mugging people. Yeah. She was someone that I saw, and I was like, that girl's going to be champ for sure. It just sucks that injuries have played such yeah, a big yeah. role in her, because she probably would have been the champion. Day one, I saw Tatiana, and she was, yeah, yeah she's going to be champion. Like, no one, Female no one wrestles like That's that. what yeah. I think her yeah, nickname she was. She's yeah. suffocating people. And I don't, I don't, like, she's fighting Jessica Andrade, right? Yeah. And granted, Andrade is on the wrong side of it right now. Sure. Yeah. She's but still ranked five. But if Tatiana just runs her over, it's like, good luck. Like, just good luck beating her, because she's so big. Yep. Big, strong, she'll just walk you down. I think I like Mackenzie Dern a lot, and the hands are improving, but she has struggled so much getting submissions. Like, she, like she's been pissed because she can't get them, mm. and you're not going to get one against Tatiana Suarez. She's not going to give up anything. So I'm going with Suarez here. I, I like the too. Dern pick, and I would have picked Dern if Suarez didn't come back. I love that you said that about Dern because as someone that bets on her to win by submission, there's so many times where I'm like, dude, this is like three-stripe white belt shit. You can put this girl away, and then she just can't. She just yeah. can't do it. And she's she's she might be the best jujitsu practitioner in the whole in the UFC. World. She like the way she threatens submissions. Yeah. She just can't finish them. She can't finish them. It's, it's so crazy. weird, bro. So frustrating Listen, too. Man, there's no gi out here. Yeah, yeah like, really people could. are sweating. <laughs> there's there's yeah. no gi. Shit done changed. No, Tatiana, yeah, she's running through the division. I, I give her Jessica Andrade moves her up to five because Jessica is still five. She probably fights Carla Esparza after because that's a great matchup. Oh, she um, she smothers Carla and Carla's still ranked one. And then she's standing there, looking at a title shot. She's probably a champion by next summer. Yeah, yeah probably. That's the Runs path. To that's the path. One twenty five. I got Aaron Blanchfield. Oh yes, uh, there's. Nobody's beating that girl. The only thing that stops me from picking Blanchfield is she moves up to band and weight. Because then she gets the title there. Yeah. But I think the way that band and weight is shaking out, especially with Holly Holm getting choked out and finally getting her ass out of the title picture, I think Aaron will stay at, at the, in this way and she'll win that title. She's too good, too young, and they don't want to waste any time with her. And, and she's someone that we saw her in a big spot, and she delivered. I mean, not only like she mugged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you went out there and robbed a bitch. Like, God yeah. damn, that was rough. Oh, dude, she might be my most profitable fighter that I've bet on. <laughs> Seriously, against Molly McCann, when she fought McCann in MSG. She beat the hell out of Molly. I had tweeted when the fight got announced in like August. I was like, if she's not north of minus 300, this is a Patreon clearing bet. Like, we got to put all this money on the Patreon. And then she opened up at like minus 280. I bet her by submission and better by finish, and she got the sub. And at one point, I thought she was gonna. She had her in the crucifix. I was like, oh damn! I was, you know, I was being. I want it all. You know? I want it all. I was like, I don't want the stoppage. I need the stoppage and the it to sub. be by submission. Yeah. And then when she got out, I was hype. But yeah, Aaron, <laughs> shout to Aaron Blanchfield. Yeah, ain't nobody beating that girl. Damn, it's the movement is what gets me right. Like so, it's hard. And I think Macy Barber's gonna improve so much over the next year. And she like, has be, improved. She yeah, definitely. But she's has, gonna yeah. be like who they thought she was. 
where her and Aaron is just like one and two. So I'll give Aaron the, the nod there over Macy. Because if they fought, I just think Aaron has more ways to win that fight. So yeah, Aaron Blanchfield, champion, 125. Man, Macy's such an interesting fighter, dude, because I, I can't wait to see her in main event spots or title spots because there's so many times, dude, where like, I call it a system play. Every time she fights, round three finish. Yeah. Just because it just seems like the third round, she hits another level. And I know she's coming off a second round stoppage of uh, Hebas, but man, she she gets better as the fight goes on. Yep. yep. And it's whack that we saw her blow out her knee against Mata Ferry because if that doesn't happen, I remember she was like minus 600 in that fight. Yep. And then that just sours everyone. Yep. And of course, it's because of the injury. That played a massive role in it. But who knows where she's at, Andreas, if don't that don't happen. Oh, she's top five already. Like she, she, her pace would be. Yeah, because yeah, she was, I mean, yeah. she was the goods, and she blows out her knee, and everybody goes, oh, there's people that didn't watch the fight and was yeah. like, oh, well, she had it. No, no, you have to actually watch what happened. She probably gets the meatball fight. She probably blows out meatballs. She's yeah. where Aaron is right now. Yeah, that's probably yeah. the path. Yeah. Yep. Aaron just jumped her because of the injury. Yep. So and we'll get to the title first. So staying with Aaron, is that is that your 135 pick? No. No? So who you got at 135? Valentina Shevchenko. Damn it, why'd you take my pick? Dude, look, <laughs> when we talked about 205, it's, it's yeah. kind of shitty. Come on, man. Ain't nobody trying to see Julianne Payne and Raquel Pennington. And Bueno Silva look great. She might actually win the title. Yeah. But Shevchenko's coming for that shit. Valentina's so going to get her title back. Yeah, well, yeah, she's going to beat Alexa Grasso. Yes. But then... Now that Amanda's gone, she's champ, like, oh, champ time. clear path. Yeah. Clear path. But she will end up having to vacate the other time. Yes. She gone And then staying at 135. Yep. Yeah. But she's going to be champ champ. <laughs> she like, gonna, by she, January. Yeah. Boy, this if, year. And if Juliana has that title, Valentina's like, I already beat you. Oh, got to run through her. And, and there's nobody, through like, look, at, look at this division. It's it's not good. It's it's not good. And we're really grasping at straws. I love the Valentina pick. That's who I had also. And the only other person I thought of, and then as I was writing her name down, fellas, I was like, I just saw her get mauled. And it was Aldana. Yeah. Irene yeah. Aldana, ain't she ain't ready. Yeah. And if you put Valentina against any one of those women, not name Amanda Nunez, she dogs them all. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like the Grasso fight, I don't care what anybody says, that was a brain fart. She threw a spinning back kick, an ill-advised spinning back kick. She will never make that yeah. mistake again. She was up 3-1 on the scorecards. Yep. Yep. She was minus 1,500 when they, they flashed the live odds. And she, she, you make one mistake against someone like that, or against anyone, really. Yeah, she and just, it was a wrap. She got too cute for her own good, and I think she's the type of fighter that punishes herself for making mistakes. She's going to beat the shit out of Alexa Grasso on the rematch. She's going to make that thing ugly. I think that fight plays out the way Nunez-Pena the second time yes. did, yeah. where it's going to be a definitive ass-whooping, and then there's not going to be a case for, oh, run it back a third time. Mm -mm, they're going to be like, no, we're good. We've, yeah. we've seen enough. Yeah, we've seen enough. And no, Valentino know it, too, and she would be like, Yo, whoever's that champ up there, I'm coming. I'm coming for that thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, are we doing 145? Come on, man. That division doesn't exist this time next year. Yeah, there's nothing at 145. Here we go. Don't do it. I know what he's about to do. You know what I'm about to do. 145. The champion. January 2025. Oh, Travis, wait. Ronda Rousey is the champion. <laughs> At 145 oh, pounds. Right, I'm about to leave. She beats Misha where's the, Tate. Where's the SpongeBob meme? She beats Misha Tate on her return to the UFC. She comes back. Cupcake is washed. <laughs> they build the return of Ronda. Say she can't make 135 anymore. She's at 145. Ronda is the champion. And at that point, that's when you go. And again, there's no rankings here, right? So you got to go to the PFL. You got to say it's time. You got to drop that dough. And you got to get a super fight because we don't know where Cyborg's going to be at that point. Mm. Cyborg, maybe, maybe you run that fight. Maybe you get the fight that, that was missed, a long time missed. But I think Ronda is back. <sighs> the and, pain in Andreas's face right now. It, it, I don't know why. Because how? how okay, <laughs> one. Division's not real, right? That's one. It has a belt. Two, two, it has a belt because Amanda and Cyborg were there. Semantics. A Amanda's gone. It has a belt. Misha ain't want to fight. She's 0-2. Okay. You can't just throw her in a title fight. You have to throw like Norman Dumont or somebody in there. You Nobody can throw wants anyone in a title but fight. But it's a make-believe division. But they're not. 
More importantly, Ronda Rousey got her ass dragged the last time we saw her in the, in the octagon. There is not the game has gotten better since she's left. Yeah. Like it's not like Ronda's knocking, coming back and just knock, def- knocking that. Like, how is she gonna who is she gonna be? It's not gonna be Misha Tate. She, I promise you that. For what she did in the UFC, she also struggled by being the first one. Yeah. Cause in the game, like it caught up to her. Yeah. It was Hoist Gracie, Matt Hughes type shit. Like Matt Hughes was like, oh, this this dominant wrestler type. And then they realized real quick was like, oh, we, we, if we catch him to this wrestling shit, Dana like, loves Ronda. He's gonna no, give her he's someone. He's not she going can to beat. give her a title fight. He Dude, is going to not for a title on her return. She, once, you think he cares about earning titles? I don't think Ronda's coming back. He will, he's like worse than the WBC. I agree. He will make Ronda her own damn title. Unfortunately, he doesn't have to. There's a belt right yeah. there with no division. No one's gonna fight for it between now and when she comes back. He's gonna give her from whatever she's done at SummerSlam to announcing it, let's say New York. So that's November. Bro, He's going to give oh her about eight months to train and be like, Ronda Rousey's not only returning to the UFC, she's going to return to fight for the vacant 145-pound title against Misha Tate. They're going to do the ultimate fighter again to buy her ass some time. They're going to be ultimate fighter cultures, and then she's going to go. She's going to beat Misha Tate for that title, and then that's when you go either coke Cyborg back or... You get Kayla Harrison from the PFL. You say, let's run it and let's print some money. <laughs> Ronda, ha- Ronda will never fight Kayla Harrison. Nor should she, but it, no, it, no, might no, no, get the no. brake speed off. Ronda Rousey. here for it all. Bro, listen. Give me listen, all no, the money. No, no, Ronda The printing money. Ronda didn't leave this sport on good terms. Yeah. Let's, Brock came back. No, 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 no. Not even close to the same thing. Not even close. She didn't leave good terms with Dana or the sport? The sport. The sport, yeah. She don't care about the fans. F you to all the fans. And Ronda's no, greatest no, as a heel. No, no, She's coming. No, Kel, she got starched. She got smoked. Not even the last time, the last two times. Right. And you her. think that's like a, a good taste to come out? Do you think that a 36, she's 36 now. Yep. That means she'll be almost 38. Misha's like going to no, be 40. No, Misha hasn't won a fight. Misha won't be fighting by this time next year. Oh, you'd be damned. If a Ronda fights there... Misha They'll get Misha off the no, desk. No, Misha has to win a fight. Yeah, I think both of you are I right. So. I think to make a lead fucking division. Nobody I think Kel is right that if Ronda came back, they would put her immediately in a title picture. And I think you're right, also, Andreas, where she ain't coming back. She bro, she ain't coming back. <laughs> she's like, coming back. She, for what? She's going to be a champion. No, no, no. She, she's yeah, a two division here, champion. Here's what she did. She got washed by Amanda Nunez. And every, everybody hated her. Everybody hated her. She just got the, that taste out of everybody's mouth. People forgot now because of her WWE run. She's going to come it's a back. Shitty WWE I promise run. you this. She's going to, if she were to come back, she wouldn't even have the confidence to win. She doesn't know how to win in MMA anymore. She is broken. I think you got to give her someone she's being. No, it's not that. And she, she's going to play, oh, my kids no, no, have never seen me no. be in MMA. I, pro- I promise you she don't like training. I promise you that she doesn't like striking. Damn sure I don't like striking. Like, there is nothing about this game that Ronda is interested in right now. It's over. I don't know. I think the WWE is running its course. I think... Uh, I think she want to raise her baby. She'll Rock probably have another Lesnar. baby. Maybe. She ain't coming back. Not, she, as a mom, too? Her body's different. Like, is she even making 45? That's a lot of money. You're asking her oh, to cut Oh, she's making 45. Yeah, yeah, she's making 45. Okay. That's a lot of money. That's that Brock Lesnar UFC 200 she, check. She got that money already. There's, you think people don't want more money just because she lives no, on no. a farm? Ronda's not, she a, raises Ronda's not a woman who likes to lose. I, don't, I think her confidence is gone. Got kids to feed. She's feeding them. She's fine with the money. She's like, she, no, she's there's not, always more money. She's yeah. not coming to get her ass kicked. She's you, not. You undervalue. Well, that's why I think a fight things. with Misha would be interesting. How though. much money there is in the return of Ronda Rousey and how much Dana White wants to push UFC 300 to a different stratosphere. We saw him at UFC 200 bring back Brock Lesnar, say the hell with USADA drug testing. You get in whenever you want to make UFC 200 better than 100, and this is a huge spectacle, and that went to shit because John Jones tanked UFC 200. But UFC 300, you don't think he's pulling out every stop imaginable and you don't think he's going for the same play in ronda rousey no after she's been gone no ufc 300 by the way is next march or april so it's not that far away ronda, if you announce it in ronda. november and she fights in april why do you think she's going why do you think she wants to fight 
She didn't even want to do press when she fought Amanda Nunez, and she didn't. And she got knocked the fuck out in the first round. This ain't Amanda. First minute. Like, dude. <laughs> The, the time heals all, sir. No, it does not. Punk come Some, back to wrestling. No, 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 I saw Brock no, walk no. back into the octagon. Nobody got Ronda Punk didn't get back. punched in the face. It depends on who you ask. Punk did not get punched <laughs> in the face. Like Ronda, dude. Ronda, her competitive nature for MMA is gone. We shall see. It's, dude, she's done. And if 145 pound champion, Ronda, there's not even a division, bro. I like. There's it. a belt. I don't care if there's a division. There's I love a it. belt. I hope. And as I long hope. as there's a belt, there's a way. Holly's done. She's on her way out. Sure. Misha, I've talked to Misha. Like, she's done. I believe this. She'll have another fight and she's done. Until and she's going to lose again. Ronda needs an opponent. Somebody got to win. This, you're acting like combat sports retirements mean anything. I'm acting like Ronda got the shit beat out of her and went to pro wrestling. You know but who didn't beat the shit out of her? Misha. Twice. Misha has to that's win why a fight. I, but that's no, why I if, think if, if they loses, just drop that. It's better. Let's just do it. If they were to fight, it'd just be a fight. It wouldn't be for the featherweight title. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. You, we gotta, you just met Dana White we could, we could yesterday. Keep, we could keep this going, fellas. <laughs> I appreciate your time so much. Thank you guys for doing this with me. And uh, it was fun. Some interesting conversations and only like two or three agreements, too. So it was good to get some variety. But then Ronda Rousey happened. I'm ready to go home. Hey, tell the people where they can find you guys on social media and where they can listen to the podcast. Yes. Make sure you guys check out the Corner Podcast everywhere you guys listen to podcasts. We're on every platform. Follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter. Corner Club for Life on Instagram at Corner Podcast on TikTok. The Corner Podcast on YouTube as well. We are out there, everyone. Nick, thank you so much, not only for having us on your show, but for jumping in with us on our show whenever is needed. Your expertise in MMA and betting, even outside of MMA, is much uh, needed on our show and refreshing. Always get compliments when you're on our show. People are like, man, I love that guy. So, uh, no, it's really, really appreciated on both of our ends um, every time you join us. And thanks for having us on. Yeah, man, we appreciate it. Just, you know, the next time we have us on, please don't bring up Ronda Rousey. <laughs> you got to talk to your co-host, bro. It's I, your man. I got 16 months to push this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, appreciate you, Nick. Thank you. Kel just gave all the other things, but my mind is screwed because this dude is really talking about title fights. And no, I was going to be on here without a hot take. Yeah. I love it. At Veterans Minimum, as you can find all things VM, at Nick Day is 10, as you can find me, and we'll catch you guys next time. I'm a gold medalist, bronze like your medalist. So many deer in headlights, but it's bedtime. Hear that supper bell, main course, beat a venison. Zab. Most dangerous game. Kill or be killed. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.